0: Alright everybody, happy May. Turn the calendars. How about that? As uh concrete jungle as we embark into the new month. Uh you guys laugh from the FairLeaks1.com studios. Paul Russo alongside me as always, Kyle Evans. Kyle, it was a it was a rainy weekend for different reasons. One literal, one not so literal, but it's gonna be an interesting episode. Um a lot to talk about with the Yankees, not as much with the Mets, obviously. It's, what can you do? Mother Nature. <laughs> um, but still some stuff to get to with them. Uh, but good weekend for you overall. Um, I know um, one of the more exciting weekends, I think, probably for you, right? Because uh, you're, you're able to throw up about probably 15 different draft feeds going on, along with uh, the games and everything else going on. And uh, a lot of playoff. Playoff, by the way, if you're a, if you're a hockey guy... Hockey person, great playoff weekend for playoff hockey this past uh, few days.
1: Yeah, take the Yankees baseball out of it. It was (laughs) a really good weekend. You know, the draft started Thursday. That was, you know, that's always exciting to watch. And then, yeah, like you said, the playoffs have been unbelievable. And even the NBA playoffs I've enjoyed, you know. Mm -hmm. the uh, The number eight seed Heat, you know, just keep winning games. My beloved Miami Heat. It's nice to see. But, yeah, it was a good weekend. How about yours? How was yours? Can't complain. Um...
0: You know, actually, it's funny, I went up to uh, Turning Stone Saturday night, and I didn't know, it's of well, those weird things, you know, I, I I'm a season ticket holder for, for Syracuse football, right, and I'm not, trust me, I'm not a, <laughs> a donor by any means, but, um, usually when, you know, when you're a season ticket holder, you end up kind of hearing things and, and sorts and stuff like that, and, um. I don't know. I, I was told after the fact of this that I guess it was actually like a Bayheim Foundation function, although I'm not too sure because there was a lot of other general Syracuse athletic personnel there. But I um, ended up walking by uh, HEMA, the backup center for Syracuse at Turning Stone, oh. and uh, uh, ran into Coach Babers as well. So, um, yeah, there was some sort of function up there. So um, overall, it was decent. Got to see the Lightning uh, lose, unfortunately, uh, at the Stone as well, uh, amongst a sea, and I mean a literal sea of Maple Leaf fans. Really? Yeah. Um, So, um, good news is, I hate the Maple Leaves now. Um, with a pretty good full effect. Uh, So congratulations, Toronto. You have made an enemy of Paul Russo. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, yeah, so a lot to get into here before we get going. Thank our presenting sponsor of DeSanto Propane today, Uh, four generations strong as a trustworthy family-owned business with unmatched customer service. Go online at DeSantoPropane.com for more information, or you can call them toll-free at one 800 752 since 1937. The difference has been DeSanto Propane and also generations bank they've been serving the financial needs of the family region since 1870 generations combines the best of modern banks with dedication to our local communities whether you're looking for a checking account cds a home improvement loan you name it we have what you need committed to serving and giving back to our communities you can visit them online at mygenbank.com generations bank member FDIC and equal housing lender so without further ado let's jump right into the yankees um debacle of sorts um, Losing 3 of 4 to the Rangers, and I know me and you, (laughs) uh, to peel back the current a little bit here, uh, have different outright opinions of kind of what to make of everything going on at the moment. Um, So, the Yankees outscored 24 to 8 in this series against the Rangers, which they dropped 3 of 4 on, the only one coming uh, in Garrett Cole's start. Um... There's a lot to kind of get to here, and I'm kind of been intrigued to hear kind of your thoughts on a couple things here because um, I think one of, like the underlying factors is I always talk about you know we talk about it's funny because you mentioned the NBA playoffs uh, a little bit with the Heat for example and um, a, a game that in the Bucks series last week that um, that that he had lost was actually, quote-unquote, the Kyle Lowry game. And people within NBA circles were talking about how you can't waste the the Kyle Lowry game. And, you know, to me, and it's not like I would say it was his best outing ever, for example, right? like, the Yankees kind of wasted two really good outings from Clark Schmidt and Johnny Brito on back-to-back nights, in my opinion. Um, Now, different factors into each each, in a way, I mean, uh, Friday's the day that Aaron Judge leaves, or wasn't, well, first full day not in the lineup. Thursday gets pulled from the game a couple, you know, at-bats in. We'll, we'll get to that down the line here. Uh, but uh, to me, I uh, kind of some wasted opportunity in a way in Texas. Um, it Just a bad series against a team, you know, to be fair. Um, I think maybe collectively we, we were kind of, Maybe underestimating to a degree. I, I still don't know what to really make of the Rangers. I don't buy them as being a full season contender type team, but you know, you certainly at this point can't shy away from the fact that you know they can go out and certainly beat you on any
1: given day. Yeah, I thought Clark Schmidt. You uh, know, again, he struggled at times, but he didn't give up like you know runs where you know it was impossible for the Yankees to come back. Um, If they had any kind of offense, if their offense was clicking right now, they probably would have won that game. And then you look at Saturday, and Johnny Brito only allowed two runs. I'll say, I mean, it was 2-0 loss. And you just literally don't score. And I should also mention that Friday, Jacob DeGrom left in the third inning or fourth inning. Yeah, I forgot about that through the course of everything. So you have their bullpen for like five to six innings, and you still struggle to score? I mean, that's alarming. So I don't really know what they're going to do. I know we're going to talk about it more, but aside from Harrison Bader and I guess getting Judge back in the lineup, uh, the bottom of the order is going to continue to be awful. There's, I mean, they're known to be like Frenchie Cordero is. Mm-hmm. You look at his career numbers. You look at Willie Calhoun's career numbers. I don't think anything's going to change. Right. Yeah, I think,
0: uh, and that's something that I, I will circle back to because they're the the biggest headline probably for the Yankees end up being health stuff through the weekend um you know obviously the the stuff within the series but um you know not notwithstanding you know the judge and news and poor jake Bowers. (laughs) i mean and and that's something again we'll touch on here in a second um this is where i kind of want to dive into it because i really do think me and you kind of differ here in a lot of ways, this, again, to peel back the curve a little bit from, you know, stuff we were discussing over the weekend, I know you're – I wouldn't say full-fledged doomsdaying it at, at the moment, but you're kind of more down that path than I'd say I am at this point. Would that be a fair uh, fair assumption of sort? Yeah, that All would right. definitely be fair. So uh, I go back to what I was saying with the Mets last week. I don't think it's it's time to panic yet. Um we're now for the Yankees, right? Twenty-nine games into the season, we're a month in, and there are certain points. I, I will, I will, you know, concede this notion that there are certain points at this point that yeah, things shouldn't be happening maybe the way they are at this point. That being said, I, I go back to something I did say yesterday, where if we get ten to fourteen more games/slash days down the line, and this is Happening still. Yeah. I, The panic is on because at that point, you're sitting at that quarter of the way through the season. And at that point, you can't have, I'd say, very excusable offenses happening. Um, but to that end, and there will be some question marks here, right? Regarding Judge, regarding the bottom of the lineup here, whether, you know, depending upon what kind of happens here with Bowers, you know, what happens and stuff like that. But I still don't think it's panic time exactly yet. Now, I find it interesting. The Yankees are actually off to what is their worst start since 2016 uh, when they were in last place at the end of April. They're tied technically for last at the moment with the Red Sox tied at fourth, but they're 15-14 and 14 and only eight games back still. Um, you know, going into the weekend, they were six games back. Um safe to say that maybe the Rays are kind of coming back to earth to some degree at this point. And for what it's worth, you look at the AL East as a whole. In my mind, do we expect Boston to continue at the pace that they're on? I say no. I, you know, <laughs> going into example Saturday night, I was watching the game, uh, the Red Sox Guardians game. Going into that game, Kenley Jansen had a zero ERA still. How the hell are we a month in and Canley Jansen has a zero ERA was beyond me? But, lo and behold, he gets hit, right? And I don't think that's going to continue, right? The Rays' hot start, albeit still kind of going in some way, right? They have they are winning at the clip that they were winning at. Um, it's clear that there are some dings in the armor of Toronto, and it's pretty clear that the Baltimore thing um, – will either be the same as last year or very little to not a noticeable improvement. So for me, I just, I don't, I don't see a time to exactly panic yet. I don't think we're at that point yet, but if you were, if we were to get to, you know, our early week podcast like this, say on May 15th and, you know, we're still talking about how the Yankees are in fourth place, say 10 games back at whatever it would be, say, 22 and 21, then I think the window is open to at least start having some discussions
1: about how the rest of the year is going to look in that sense. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, the series that starts tonight with Cleveland, I think is huge. Uh, It is, it is. Because after this, you get the raise at the Trop where no matter what year it is, they don't win. It's like they either get swept or they win one game. And the way the Rays are playing and the way their pitching does or uh, performs against the Yankees, it's going to be. I think you have to win two of three here against Cleveland. And if you don't, that's again where the panic sets in, because I don't think they're winning that Rays series. And then if they don't win that Rays series and they don't lose or they don't win the Cleveland series, they're going to be three or four games under five hundred. and probably double digits out of first place. Um, so, I don't know. I think these next six games are really huge. If they don't at least go 4-2, and two, I think there's a major problem. And I don't really know what's going to change with this offense. I, I don't know how they're just suddenly going to click. Cleveland's pitching staff is not horrible. Uh, their bullpen's pretty good. I, I just, I'm very concerned with this team. I... I just I I the 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 vibes aren't there. It's I've never felt this way towards a team that like it's just weird. I don't even know how to explain it. Um but I think by the end of this month they're going to be in a lot of trouble. That's just my prediction.
0: Yeah, I mean, and, and not to go too far ahead to say within, you know, cuz we obviously talk about the series here. Anyway, you know, this is a Cleveland at the moment rotation. They 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 have some question marks. Um, now they won't really see those question marks within this series. Um, you know, they'll see Shane Bieber, uh, they'll see a guy in Cal Quantrill that he doesn't overpower you, he he pitches for contact. Um, and a, a good rookie in the, in Tanner Beebe who, you know, went out in his first career start and just frankly dominated, uh, to be quite honest with you last week. So, um, it remains, I, see, I don't know. It, it, it's tough because I sit here and wow. I think they're stuff to, to kind of work on and see. You have, I heard a wow out of you there.
1: <laughs> they play the Rays seven times this month, oh, and the wow. Blue Jays four. Now? Yeah, I'm dead serious. Let's flash back to what I just said. Yeah. This month is going to make or break them. That's seven okay. games in the AL—well, add ten because they play the Orioles three times. Mm-hmm. So ten of their games this month against AL East opponents. They can really get buried in this race mm-hmm. if they have a rough month.
0: Yeah, Especially this year where it's, you know, you're, you're playing less games in
1: division now as well. And if the Rays weren't, you know, off to a 23-6 and start, maybe I would have a little more confidence but they're already off to a ridiculous start where if they even go five hundred the rest of the season, they're guaranteed like ninety-three wins, I think mm-hmm. it is, ninety four. Yeah. So it's it's gonna be tough. Um so yeah, this this month I just noticed got even bigger. If they don't, you know, take some of these games against the least opponents, they're in trouble.
0: I mean then look too, baseball I for me, you know, look, ebbs and flows, right? I mean, it you're all at peaks, you're out of valleys, stuff happens. You know, you just have to adapt and, and figure it out uh, as, as we go along. Um, let's transition over here and, and discuss Aaron Judge first, and then we'll get into Jake Bowers. Uh, Judge has been, I guess, formally diagnosed with a mild hip strain, um, stemming from a stolen base attempt on Wednesday. He exited the game on Thursday due to the injury uh, and then had an MRI on Friday. Um Per Aaron Boone, they're they're going to be making a decision today about whether or not to place him on the injured list. Um, I was kind of surprised we haven't had anything yet. Uh, you think this it's morning. coming today? Well, yeah. I mean, it, I, I I would imagine the decision anyway will be coming today.
1: He hasn't even swung a bat since. I mean, so what are you doing uh, wasting? I, and you could backdate the IL stint actually. Mm-hmm. So he could have already been on. They could, they could use, what, three days on that aisle stint already? I think it retroactive about to five days, to be honest. Yeah, so I, I'm shocked that they're not doing it. He hasn't even started swinging a bat yet. And you're not just going to throw him into a game. So maybe that comes today. I'd be shocked if it didn't, honestly. Again, Aaron Boone, I swear to God, he covers stuff up like crazy all the time. Oh, I, I go back to with him where it's
0: he, he's Ben is being a meat shield for the front office.
1: And did you hear what he said at the end of the game I, yesterday? No, I did not. We were better towards the end. We had more. We had better at bats in the ninth inning. Oh, really? You lost by 13? Technically, technically, it's accurate. You <laughs> lost by thirteen runs, and then you scored a run in the ninth on a bases loaded walk against a guy who was making his first MLB appearance of the year. Give me a break. I mean, technically, it's accurate. <laughs> Fifteen to two loss. You don't act positive. That's well. It's a I joke. No other manager does this. It's so annoying. I mean, I, I'm actually getting fed up with Aaron Boone. Oh, I don't know about no other manager does it. Who, does, who acts positive after losing 15-2 to in six of their last eight? I mean. And just continue to say, oh, our bats have looked really good. Oh, really? What are the results? Oh, I've been struggling for 17 games. I mean, guys like Dusty Baker, you know,
0: in situations try and look at, you know, the positives and stuff like that as well. I mean, when, when it's been as much dooming, alleged doom and gloom around the team, I mean, you're not you don't want to continue it as as the leader, if you will, you know. But, I mean, I get it. I mean, it's the same stuff we've been saying about him now for the past couple of years. But, you know, I, I don't. I don't Every, everything's I, positive. I don't see it as any different than what's been going on in the past where it's just he's, you know, been just been, the like I said, the meat shield for the front office. And it's stupid. He you needs know? to be held more accountable. Yeah. Um, so, anyway, with Judge, you know, then you fast forward here, the guy that, Uh, was more or less seen as his replacement on the roster, albeit with a different transaction technically. Jake Bowers comes in for uh, the game on a Saturday and has to have an MRI uh, because he slid into the wall, first play of the game. Great play, but ends up banging his right knee. Um, So... He was called up in response for Judge's injury, even though it was at the expense, quote unquote, of a struggling Frankie Cordero, who is now back up on the squad because of the injury to Bowers. I mean, it's a it's a shame what happened with Bowers because we were talking about him, even you know, really over the course of the past couple weeks, as a guy that the Yankees could bring up, doing very well, was doing very well at Triple A, um, and now just um, will be
1: probably another guy on the injured list. Yeah, I guess at some point they're going to be signing Florio back to the 40-man. He's going to be back up. He's probably not going to hit. And they're just going to go out and search for another outfielder. This is just how it's going to go all year. They can't find anyone that's going to hit consistently. I mean, I don't know what you do at this point. It's just it's repetitive. Yeah, you can keep throwing hicks out there and think he's going to get going, but he's not. Calhoun, just his numbers don't show he's going to turn it around. So, I, don't, I just don't know what they're going to do. Like, seriously, like, what can they do? Mm. Like, you can't go out and get a big bat. They're not going to give up pieces. It's only May. Like, I, that's why I just, I don't. I'm not positive towards this team. I don't know how the bottom of the order is ever going to get fixed. And when the top of the order isn't clicking, they don't have the depth like these other teams have. And that's why it's concerning. I mean... If Judge does come, or if Judge goes on the IL and comes back, you know, in, in the next week, that means Rizzo and Torres have to carry this team, with no Stanton. And Rizzo's starting to cool off a bit, but he actually has been more consistent at the, at the start of the year. So it's okay if he cools off. You know, you can't you can't be consistent every single time. So I don't know. I think I just don't know how this offense is going to turn around unless they go out and get a and get a bat. Yeah, I mean, and I think it goes back to actually something that probably both the Mets
0: a and Yankees should have done was uh, gone out and tried and gotten another bat of, of some sort at this point, you know, kind of thought about that over the weekend a little bit. Again, talk, going back to last week in a way about how they just kind of have mirrored each other uh, over the course of really now the past couple of years in a lot of ways and kind of, <coughs> excuse me, kind of frightening in that sense, you know. Um, so, yeah. Uh, good news is, at the very least, the Yankees uh, return home. Friendly confines here for the next three games against the Guardians. Uh, tonight, 7.05 first pitch on Yes. I already mentioned Kyle Quantrill. He'll go against Domingo Herman Tomorrow night, Tuesday, 7.05 on Yes. Tanner Bebe against Garrett Cole. And then Wednesday, 7.05 uh, on the official channel of Kyle Evans, Amazon Prime Video, or MLB Network, depending upon where you Take might my money. be watching. Uh, Shane Bieber against Clark Schmidt. Um Cal, you know, I, I, one of those things where you know, he kind of are able to watch baseball a little bit in different spots and everything, but, um, I, I feel kind of insane. I think the Yankees take two of three here. Cal Quantrill, imagine he pitches the contact. He's left a lot of stuff hanging this year. Um, you know, I, it's interesting. Bieber hasn't looked as, say, strong as he has in the past. Still very good, but, um, it'll be interesting guys to see there. Uh, I don't know what to make of Tanner Beebe against Garrett Cole, but I would imagine Cole would get that. But I, I just I, – I have a good feeling. I think 2 of 3, they kind of write the ship before they head
1: back to Tampa for the race series. I know you don't want to hear about me talking negative again, but <laughs> I think they get 1 of 3 if they're lucky. Um, probably a sweep, though. These two teams split the four-game series last time they met earlier this season, and that was with Judge and Stanton in the lineup, and they got completely shut down by Bieber. Um after that first inning, rough first inning he had. So yeah, I, I think they're lucky if they get one one win here and then uh they'll be uh under five hundred when the series ends. Hmm. Okay then. and I do not I d I don't I don't even know where the win's gonna come, honestly. Maybe uh probably tomorrow, I would say. Okay. Interesting. Alright. All right, so
0: let's transition over to the Mets. Um, again, kind of mentioned, because of the way Mother Nature operates, not a ton going on with them. Um, we're looking at um, them playing two games in the past five days. <laughs> um, yeah, and one since we were last on. Yeah. Uh, well, no, the Washington game, to, the series to wrap up, which they won 9-8. Uh, a bit of a winning, ugly-type deal there. Um up early, Nationals got back in and took the lead at one point, and then the Mets rallied to get the win back. Um, and then losing 4-0 at, in five innings um, in the wet on Friday um, now it causes some chaos. You have the doubleheader today uh, to make up for one game, I believe, technically yesterday's game, the way it's structured. But either way, and then, they've already changed the pitching plan. Sorry to interrupt. Quick, oh, sure, oh, yeah, no, you're um, fine there. But um, yeah, and then you know. I think one game shifted to mid-August, so there's just a lot of, of different uh, different non-talking points, I guess, in way there. But uh, you know, through the course of everything here, a couple like roster moves and, and guys coming back. So um, we'll save the pitching matchups here for when we, we when we talk about today's game here in a few minutes. But let's let's talk about some interesting news and, and roster moves that. Uh, the Mets have made so following Friday's game uh, they optioned David Peterson to, to Syracuse which I found interesting he got the loss but it was a wet game pouring game um that I, it's tough for a pitcher man I and I I always hated playing in the rain anyway it sucks in conditions like that period um I know he hasn't pitched as great and the way it sounds it's a move based on what is coming up for this week. Uh but Pearson pitched very well for the Mets last year. A big reason why the Mets were in it the whole year, uh gets sent back down to Syracuse. And it, it, to me it's a little bit devastating uh for, for him as as a guy because um you know we talked about, you know, who is who's it gonna be more than likely here uh moving forward, him or, or Magel and mcgill's just pitched better this year to be to be blunt and to be fair uh but you know a guy like peterson who's been such a big factor the past couple years for the mets uh kind of getting the short end of the stick at least the first short end of the stick uh just kind of sucks and it didn't honestly leave a bad taste in my mouth uh because they did it on the heels of a game where it's just a crap shooting weather like that what like what's going to happen and uh the fact of the matter is, the offense didn't show up and, and back him up at all in that start. Uh, and he just kind of got left to be fed to the Wolves almost in a way.
1: Yeah, uh, I think it's safe to say David Peterson has struggled. Just pull up his stats, didn't even realize this. 25 earned runs in mm. 30 innings yeah. with yeah. a 70 ERA. You look at uh, Tyler McGill, <laughs> mm-hmm. 11 runs in 25 innings. So, okay. yeah, McGill has been the better pitcher. So, I guess that makes sense. But. Um, I feel like we'll definitely see David Peterson back at some point Um, just because he was so, uh, I guess you could say, reliable last year when there was injuries, and he did a solid job almost every time. So, uh, yeah, I think we'll see him again, but I agree with what you're saying. You know, you don't want to send him down after a game like that, Um, tough conditions, and just probably not too fair, but then when you look at his season numbers, you can understand why. Yeah.
0: No, and I agree. Like That's the thing I even – like I said, like to be to be fair, he 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 has been the number two out of those two that, you know, people were kind of pointing at and being, you know, he's probably going to be the guy I send down, um, and it, it's tough. Like I get it. Like you know, I, like I said, I just kind of left a bad taste in my mouth. This given the circumstances on Friday and and everything else, and I don't want to be that guy, but you know, he he is a team guy, right? You know, uh, not to dig up the stuff from the past year, but. You know, Mago couldn't go to Toronto for a reason because he put himself above the team, whereas Peterson was able to go to Toronto. And you know you can say what you want, but you know I'd rather have the guy who puts, in that sense, the team above self. You know, and uh, but the fact of the matter is, you know, in sports you're you're paid to win, not paid to to be the team guy in that sense. You know, so yep. it is what it is. Now. I mentioned, right, Mago could be also on the end of this stick here potentially by the end of the week because uh, things went well for Verlander rehab-wise, and all signs are pointing to him returning in this Detroit series at the end of the week for the Mets, which, spoiler alert, everybody's TBA in that because both him and Scherzer uh, should be coming back to that rotation, which means there's going to be one guy left out And it will come down to more than likely, in my mind, Mago versus Joey Lucchese. (laughs) Um, And it's going to be interesting to kind of see what they do here. And I think, if I got to be honest with you, I'm intrigued to hear your thoughts here. Uh, More than likely to me, I think Mago will get sent down only because, or transition to the bullpen only because uh, the Mets don't even have a left-hand pitcher outside of Lucchese now on the roster, on the active roster. Um, Brooks Raley got hurt Thursday, so he's on the injured list. Not to, again, look too far ahead to something else that that we'll be talking about uh, that John Curtis got brought back up for. who He also might get sent back down anyway by the end of the week because Steven Nogasek could even return today. Uh, It's just, there's a lot of chaos, a good kind of chaos almost in a way, regarding the Mets pitching staff, but with everybody coming back at, at the same time, it's kind of caused, like I said, this kind of chaos within the Mets.
1: Yeah, that's a tough call on who to send down. Um, you know, Miguel's obviously pitched more um, in the last two seasons. Um, but Joey LaCase, he's had looked really good. So, yeah, I'd probably go with him. And like you said, the lefty factor and factors into it a little bit. Um, yeah, so I'd, I, I would agree with you there. Yeah, it's going to be
0: interesting Um like I said, because, you know, poor, poor Detroit could end up seeing both Verlander and Scherzer like back-to-back days Yeah, in this, and um, it'll just be chaos. But, you know, you talk about from last week about, you know, is it time to panic for the Mets? And I say no, and you're, you're getting a bunch of these guys back at the same time. I mean, that's one hell of a couple of days to have, I'd say. Um, mentioned Brooks Raley, uh Tim Castro has also began a rehab assignment. That's actually dating back. It kind of went deliberately under the radar, I think. His first rehab came. First rehab game came last Wednesday. Nothing was really published, though, about it. Uh, so be interested to kind of see how he might factor in. Obviously not known for his bat, but kind of gives you a little bit of versatility on the bench, whether it's pinch run or can play all outfield spots, could get away with him in a pinch in the middle infield. So um, be interested to kind of see what uh, kind of happens there. And I mentioned Nogasek. So, it will be interesting to kind of see uh, how he factors into this. Obviously, he's a righty, so it doesn't make any difference. And I forgot to put in the notes, but um, Adam Adovino is back off the paternity list as well today. So, uh, you know, if you're the Mets, you got a bunch of arms coming in at the same time, which, like I said, can't ask for anything better going into a stretch of games. Really
1: can't. Yeah, um, doubleheaders are always tough. Uh, I don't really know what to expect. The Braves, you know, are playing well right now, but... You know, it's like it's it's just hard to sweep a doubleheader, so I'm gonna say a split today. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the Mets dropped the first game because Spencer Schrider is pitching, but yeah, I think a split, which you know yeah. that wouldn't be too bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- yeah, they would have dropped two of three in that little. I guess it's the series is not over because mm-hmm. it make games later, mm-hmm. but um, I guess it could have been worse. So yeah, uh, I'll say a split.
0: Yeah, you mentioned um, that there was pitching assignment changes here. Was it for today or was it for later on in the uh, week? Detroit series. Okay, of course, because why not? Why why would I ever do notes for our podcast and hit ever be? Want to know why? Something
1: change? Is it official? Do we have something official? Nope. Joel Sherman's reporting it though. Oh, because get ready for this, Mets fans. More weather concerns tomorrow. Yeah, I'm kidding, me in, De- in Detroit, Jesus. So they're likely going to push Scherzer to Wednesday, Verlander Thursday, and Joey Lacasey to. Tuesday? So, tomorrow? Tomorrow, yeah. That'd be tomorrow. Just in case, yeah. Um, Wow. So, yeah, that seems like what they're going to do. Another postponement might be coming, and the Mets are going to have a lot of uh, off days, apparently, I guess. Mother Nature has wreaked havoc here on the better part of, like,
0: east of the Mississippi, specifically north of about, uh, I don't know what parallel, but yeah, you're right. So today, first pitch at 110 on SNY. On MLB B-Network, depending upon where you are. Spencer Strider, as you mentioned, Danny Reyes for the Mets. Uh, following that, TBA, but because of the nature of the doubleheader, uh, it's usually, I think, they aim for the half-hour, 45-minute mark yeah. uh, after the last pitch, so the first pitch of the second game. Charlie Morton for the Braves against Taylor Magill. Uh, Tyler Mego for the Mets. I just call him his brother, who is now a Milwaukee Brewer. Congratulations. <laughs> but um, I'm with you. I think split. It's always tough to go double higher. And especially in this situation, this goes for, again, we're a New York baseball podcast, but in this sense, this is just baseball being baseball. Uh, especially for two teams that just haven't played in two straight days and everything like that. Um, I think they'll split. I'm, I'm with you there, Kyle. Detroit. I'll go sweep. They should sweep Detroit. It, Detroit's just a freaking mess and a half right now. Um, they were looking positive, and all of a sudden you look up and I saw, like, Kerry Carpenter's on the I.L. for Detroit. And I, I do have to shout out Kerry Carpenter because shout out to Erie. But um, they're just a mess. <laughs> Detroit's a mess. The the Mets should, should easily handle uh, the
1: series in Detroit, I'd say. Yeah, and for some odd reason... Javier Baez is having his worst season by far. Um, I don't know if he needs to go to an eye doctor, I would say. Like, he's swinging at pitches out of the zone that, like, are all over Twitter. Like, Mm -hmm. just not seeing the ball. It's beyond weird from a guy who's... Had some pretty good seasons. You you know it's bad when you bat three eighty in a week like
0: you did last week, and your overall number only moves up like fifteen
1: points. He's a two thirty three yeah. and no home runs, just no power anymore. I don't know, weird. But anyway, yeah, I would agree. I don't think they have the offense to keep up. Um, their pitching at times is not good. So a sweep, even if they have to make up this game in a doubleheader, mm-hmm. um, you know, say Wednesday, right. I, I still think they would sweep a doubleheader,
0: which which they would have to, the way the schedule is this year. So, yep. um,
1: yeah. All right,
0: let's uh, before we head out of here, we do have to discuss some very positive stuff, though, in AAA baseball because both Rochester and Syracuse, Rochester won their series against. Uh, St. Paul, which, um, second win on the year for them, which is big. It's big. And, moreover, um, I saw a video and picture of the walk-off win on Saturday. And, for to me, the first time all year, in a way, the vibes and just, like, the general kind of, like, Aura around the team seemed to be in a very positive and, and good light. Almost it seemed, um, you know, they were just seemed obviously you win a game like that, right? You're happy no matter what, and you're going to be jovial. But it just it seemed different, and that's big. You know, St. Paul's one of the you know better teams within international league play, um, and for Rochester, you know, they're going into a series against Scranton Wilkesbury this week on the road, but. No, to carry that momentum uh, for a team that we're kind of wondering what like what happened with them off the bat here. Uh, that's a big positive. Big positive.
1: Yeah, and they won the last two uh, games of the series, and both of them were pitchers' duels. So the pitching stepped up, and uh, yeah, the I'm, offense did just enough. Yeah, I mean Corey Abbott threw. Five and I believe it
0: was two thirds in that game on uh, Saturday. Was it Saturday or Friday? Yeah, who had didn't somebody? I my dates confused. But Corey Abbott start five and two thirds and twelve strikeouts. I mean, and it, look, that's a guy who uh, I think Washington's kind of using as like their like sixth starter almost in a lot of ways. Uh, that was Friday throughout the past couple of years. Yeah, so thank you for Friday with that. But you know, an outing like that that that's just big. And I, I mentioned you know other things soon. Again, we kind of kind of forgot to mention a little bit here, but like Darren Baker's batting like three twenty nine right now or three thirty. Like the guys are coming around, and that and that's big. Speaking of big, I know it may not be you know I talked talked last week about five hundred ball can drive us nuts, but you know Syracuse they split the series in Toledo with the Mud Hens, but they gain ground within the standings. Um game back wise and to be fair uh, Toledo going into the series was second in the international league they're now down the fourth because of the battle with Syracuse and going toe to toe with a team like that it's big for the Syracuse team because it shows that they are legit they are for real even without Beatty and Alvarez in that lineup to assist with what Vientos and Mauricio are doing and I think as well. It's a good show that the pitching can, can kind of keep up with that as well for them.
1: Yeah, looking at the, the series, the pitching seemed to, to uh, perform pretty well. Um, yesterday, aside from yesterday, you know, they, I guess you'd say, blown out. That's baseball, that all too. But uh, yeah, a lot of close games in the series, um, a lot of offense for the most part. And they even split that doubleheader back on Wednesday. So uh, that that was big to start the series. Yeah, I, I think Syracuse is. Like I said, better than Rochester and it's gonna stay better than Rochester. I think uh it's our reverse of last year mm-hmm. um for the most part. Yeah, and Syracuse
0: returns home this week. I know the front end of this week might not be ideal for everybody around here, but um you know, later on the week go out, they're they're hosting Lehigh Valley. Um so most series are always pretty really good, you know. this group of teams um You know, we talk about like the Throwaway Cup, for example, and those are always good. But this this group of teams that kind of hide along, not quite I eighty one in this situation, but you know, this Appalachian chain of like Syracuse, to Lehigh Valley, Scranton, they always battle it out pretty good uh, as well. So that that will be a fun one if you can make it out. I know I think I'm going to try and get out there as well. So, um, like I said, I know the beginning of this week may not seem ideal, but by the end of the week. I think you can go out and get ahead and go ahead and do some stuff there. So that will do it for Concrete Jungle for today. Appreciate everybody for tuning in. Can't watch it live here on YouTube. Catch up anytime on YouTube or Spotify. Uh, Kyle, looking forward to the week here of baseball, I'm assuming. Hopefully get the tides turned. I know
1: you're a bit of a Debbie Downer at the moment with it, but come on. It's baseball. You know, If there's a chance, it's going to happen. Before we go, let me just say one more negative thing. All right, all right. I'll let you have the floor. So, the Yankees are going to play six games this week. They'll win two. Oh, my gosh. Two. One against Cleveland, one against Tampa Bay. And we'll come back, thir- well, we'll be back Thursday, so they won't have all their games played. But by Thursday, when we get back here, one win. One win for the Yankees. Meanwhile, the Mets will probably have two or three. Okay. So, yeah, that's just my prediction before we go. I hope I'm wrong. I I really do. But I I don't see positive stuff in this team until uh, at least things change with the roster.
0: Okay. Interesting. Interesting vibes you have going on with that then, so... Uh, we'll leave it at that then, and we will circle back to Thursday where either I will be incredibly right or incredibly wrong, or
1: Kyle will be incredibly right. If they right get and swept, wrong, I better know. hear a lot of negative things for Thursday. <laughs> I will. Getting swept is crazy. At home? Yeah, yeah. And that would be 9 of 11. Mm. 2 and 9 in 11 games. Well, I'll do my best then to be negative potentially on Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> Two apiece. If Jerry gets up 10. <laughs> I want to hear a little Garrett Cole stuff from you. when you he gets up ten if he gives up ten runs? Oh, gives up ten. All right. Well, that'd be a loss
0: for the ages anyway. <laughs> uh, so yeah. So come back Thursday when we'll either be really negative or really positive, and we'll we'll weigh our options at that point about what to do. So uh, we'll talk with everybody then. Have a great week, everybody.